Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopsticksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to stardom quest the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world i'm as always alex and i'm joined by dylan hi dylan hi alex hi guys um i was, I was thinking of like a name that we could like call our listeners i was gonna i was gonna say like a tribe called quest because like that's a good little like you know they're a good besides the point um so last week uh we, I, I got blocked by uh, both Starm Twitters um, because I said that this company sucks because Azumi lost. Um, and let me let me preface this by saying that um, usually, and I talked to my buddy Passion about this, usually when people get blocked by, by Stardom, it kind of makes sense because they usually say something very out of pocket. But um, this is like the least out of pocket thing I've, I've tweeted to them uh, all year. Because I remember when, when B Priestley was still around. I would literally edit videos about how fucking stupid they were as a company. Um, like every time she won a match, I would edit a new video uh, calling them very, very, very stupid. Um, but I see that uh, being upset that 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 Azumi lost is a bit more, uh, you know, dangerous than that. So uh, yeah, I'm blocked. Um, and yeah, uh, that wasn't a very, it wasn't a bit. I, I just, I just wanted to talk good. about that. that was, yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't even funny. I was just, I was just sort of like venting because I, I found it very funny. Uh, Sonny doesn't have me blocked though. So I got to see his uh, wonderful tweet from I was going to say that. Um, you probably got blocked because he's in his feelings. Um, remember when he got sacked and everybody like whinged yes. to get him brought back? And it was like, we, we would have survived. Like we would have been fine. Like, did you did you really have to cry because you weren't getting translations? I have like one hundred percent. But Alex, I become cute. Literally, it was funnier when the it was translations funnier. were. But bad. I think long, I think long term, it would have like it would have definitely. I the thing is, is that like, if if he got fired with the implication that they were gonna hire another English speaking, you know, thing, then fucking please, please, Probably I would were. love that. Uh, but yeah, he's, I don't know. Like it's, it, he's Jesus Christ. I don't know. He's definitely the one who blocked me by the way. And like, oh, he yeah, went, he went to the other like page to block me as well. And I was like, what was the point of that? 
like I get, you know, the the English page blocking me because whatever. But like, I use the the Japanese page for like a lot of things, including the retweet, uh, you know, auctions where they send out photo books for free. Um, like it, it's kind of it's kind of you know shitty to do that to me. But uh, I still have the Victory Through Guts page on Twitter, so uh, I can just look at them through that. Um, you cannot stop me from uh, <laughs> trying to win a giveaway of Mina Shirakawa. Um, of a of a one shot of Mina Shirakawa. You cannot stop me. I'm just saying. All right. Um, please, please don't do that with our official page. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. That's all it's gonna be. I don't want you retweeting nudie books on there. Like that's that's not. I know. I I barely tweet on there. It's just gonna become all all retweets of of the the booby books. Um. All right. <clears throat> that is yep. that is that is how we kick off our four point six star podcast. Uh. So you know. You're really you're, you're really like you know. It really well, here's, that here's here's the thing, right? That you know, four point six implies that somebody rated us low. <laughs> it's like it's all five stars, and somebody was able to dilute it just a bit. Like that's funny to me. It, it, that does not sit well with me. Anyway, yeah, no. Um, yeah, so you know, rate the rate the thing on on the Spotify, I guess. Um, yes. I did. I have said before that I crave external validation. Um, Same. So only only rate it if you're giving it like a five. Like if you're gonna give us a two, go jump in a hole. But if you're gonna give I us agree. a five, give us a five. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like these ratings do not matter. I don't think Spotify is gonna push us any more than it does. But I, you know, I, I want the fives. I want a high rate. So, three, in the words of the great Biggie Langston, three ain't enough, man. I need five. Indeed. Thank you. I have no idea what the context is there for Biggie saying that, but it sounds bad, and I'm just going to leave it. Okay, okay, guys. I know this is a long, this is going to be a long episode, but I have to. You never watched Five Count Biggie? Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, of course. His, his theme song, three ain't enough, man. I need five. That shit was a banger. I was literally watching NXT at the time. I don't know how I forgot. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, old school NXT had a lot of soul to it. I loved it. It was, it was my it shit. Was good shit. Dude, 2013, 14. Like oh, 100%. It was, it was a good time. Bo Dallas, like an absolute fucking star, loved that guy. Like it is his mm-hmm. whole like, it, like, like I know that like WWE like you know squanders a lot of things, but like he could have been the best chicken shit. Um, like, like he wasn't the greatest like pure wrestler but he was just good at just being fucking annoying like it, it's it was fucking easy but besides point uh let's we, we could start our nxt podcast but like only the old nxt podcast that'd be fun we'll talk about that later mm, no <laughs> definitely <laughs> i'm not sitting through undercards of fucking emma versus summer ray I, i'm not i'm not doing it but the song Somehow that was the peak of Emma's career, which oh, one hundred percent with the with the like with the dance, yeah, the it was the bubbles. Yeah, the bubble. Oh, oh man, what a legend! <laughs> and the uh, the completely fine matches with Paige that people were like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest women's match in decades." And you're like, they love right. doing that with that. Like, oh man, that's another. Oh my god, like NXT women's matches. Like they were like some of them were really good. Don't get me wrong, but like they. People, uh, people really like those, huh? Like they, a lot. They did. Yeah. Um, 
Speaking of women's wrestling, though, uh, Stardom had a wrestling. show on Christmas Day. They had the year-end climax 2021. Uh, as we said, this show did sell out in advance. Uh, they had 725 fans at this show. Really good number. Um, in the opener, Hanan... I actually fucking hated this show. Well, I didn't, so... Well, I had um, to stop watching halfway through because I was just not interested. Right. And then I had to watch the last match uh, like 20 minutes before the, the pay-per-view. Uh, so <laughs> that's where we're at. Okay. Go on. Well, I thought it was good. Um, the opener was Hanan beating Fukigen Death and Mina Shirakawa. Uh, so Ooh. Hanan gets a bit of a surprise win there ahead of her title match at Sumo Hall. Um, it was a nice surprise result. I mean, generally you'd expect Fukigen to just roll somebody up, but you know, it, it's cool to see Hanan got the win there. She was given the nod. Yeah, Hanan called her opponents weird, um, which is true. They are both yes. very weird. And then Mina was wearing a, a Santa hat that was kind of like the... It was, she was just saying Merry Christmas while doing the pose, and it was a whole thing. Um, yeah, Hannon wins, and uh, she has a cool theme song. Uh, I know it's a bit, uh, you know, uh, controversial, but I actually think that the theme song is a banger. Um, it's no Ringstar 1.0. It has a bit going on in it, but I, I actually really like it. It's 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 good. That's pretty good. Yes, that's very nice. Um, the next match was the Tokyo Sky Trees. We did get confirmation they are the Sky Trees. Uh, Sky Tree is a tower. That's where we were getting mixed up. Like okay. the Tokyo Sky Tree itself is a tower, but it is the Tokyo Sky Tree. Oh, so like they... Bonsai Tower? Like it's like it's not like it's a Bonsai Tree, but it's like but yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that is so that was uh, Lady C and Himeka beating Rina and Rocka. Uh, Himeka obviously got the win there. Um, and yeah, Lady C get Hale. that dub. I, I think I'm going to start calling the clothesline Jumbo does the clothesline from Hale because uh, it, it just it just fits. I don't know. Like it, like she's probably the first person that I was like, you know what? That Lariat is like, it's, it's JBL-esque. The best thing JBL, and one of the only good things JBL ever did was just fucking murder people with Lariats and I'm, I'm rocking with it. So, uh, yeah, Jumbo's clothesline from Hell. Uh, also, the uh, best pre-match promo duo with Ruoka and Rina, because uh, Rina says uh, we're wrestling two very big people, but uh, Ruoka's also big. So, what's he gonna do now? We're gonna win, and then they lost. Yeah. But it was very funny. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, yeah. So the next match then was the Stars team of Hazuki. Koguma and Mayu Iwatani beating the Cosmic Angels team of Mai Sakurai, Tam Nakano, and Waka Tsukiyama. Uh, Koguma pinned Waka. Uh, I thought yes. there, was a nice, there was a neat little bit there where uh, after the, the handshake at the start, uh, Waka made sure to check her arm so that Koguma didn't steal yeah. from her again. Yeah, I thought that was bit. fun. Uh, Waka got the, the intro right. Oh, Waka. Yeah, yeah she, good she for her. The, she got the, you know, the ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please. Welcome aboard Cosmic Angel. She got that down. Uh, so go, Waka. You're, you're, yeah. you're great. I love Waka. She still doesn't know the dance. No, <laughs> she no. still of hasn't got not. her head around the dance. It's okay. Uh, uh, the dance is bad. I'm gonna be honest. The dance is just, it, it's very, if it's overkill. Like it's, it's, it doesn't. No dance in Stardom will ever be as good as the Awaiter Tide dances. I'm sorry. Like I know that that's just me being an old head, but like. 
they just, like had the perfect amount of like the timing was just on and with this it feels like they're like trying to rush it out so they don't uh like go over like it, it's just i don't i don't rock with it um but koguma does say in the pre-match promo and this is again classic um Christmas has a star. Um, I think she implied mm-hmm. she meant like a Christmas tree has a star on top. And since um stars are also stars, um they will obviously win because uh, logic and reasons. Um, she was right. I mean, one percent. Yeah, she she was completely yeah. correct. Uh, the, the stars always win on. I don't even know if they always win on year year climax. I feel like they don't. But this year they did. Um, also the the finish is what they've usually been hitting, which is the freedom drop kick and then the Michinoku driver and then the top rope splash. I love that combo. I think it, it's it's mm-hmm. just it's very formulaic, but it also is just good. Um, so I'm not against things being a bit like you know like repetitive if it's good and it's good. So I'm I'm happy with that. But what was not good was what happened after the match. All right. Um, <clears throat> I will say I, d- I did enjoy the match. Um, oh yeah, the match was good. It was good. Um, after the match, the Momo masks made an appearance. This time, there were three of them. Um, they were beating up, obviously, Waka and Mai. And then Mayu got involved, and she blocked like a, a sledgehammer shot from one of them. And her and Cam super kicked the, the Momo mask. And off it came to reveal Julia as seemingly the leader of this this group of invaders um so julia basically was like the new rookies here they fucking stink like waka and mai are both shit um and so i'm bringing these newcomers to stardom and to don and del mondo so that we can take over and uh have good rookies so yeah can i can i okay so i'm gonna pontificate for one moment um One, this like, so con- contextually, uh, I assume this means that Julia, like, w- like she was the mastermind behind the whole thing. Like, it wasn't just that she found these motherfuckers in masks and was like, you know what, I like what y'all are doing with the whole beaten up uh, rookies thing. I-, I imagine she like orchestrated. It. That's like supposed to be what's going on. In that mm-hmm. case, um, th- maybe she wants to talk to like a. You know, Micah and Shuri and Jumbo, who um are all actively trying to get Lady C to join their group, while these motherfuckers in masks are beating the shit out of her with a with a sledgehammer. Like maybe she should just like talk to her, to her uh you know, her allies there. Maybe just just food for thought. Um. Also, why, why, why any of this? Why is Julia a mastermind behind like it like? It's just, mm, I didn't like this. I was like, and I tweeted it like as a joke. That's like, I like some of the Julia stuff that she does, but like, what the fuck does she know about being an evil mastermind of people wearing horror creepypasta masks? Like that just sounds very stupid. And also DDM has all of the belts except for the future belt. So like, what is this? What does she gain out of this? Just like some, like just to fuck with Tam? Like, oh, well, you know, we also are going to have the best juniors. It's like, who cares? Why do you care? Nobody else cares. It's just Julia and Tam who care about the future belt and the teenagers, obviously. But, like, what, like, what is the motivation? I get, like, why, like, you know, like, contextually why they did it. But just, it was stupid. And it was at this point that I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to take a break. Um. 
and that I didn't watch for two days. So yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Ne- I never. I never ever expected it to be Julia. I. I think that much is is apparent. Yeah. I don't think anyone did. Um. Seemingly there was a clue dropped of a. Uh, she was late to commentary on one of the shows and people were like, oh, well, yeah, because she was involved in the attack, um, which is very clever, very smart, I must say. Um, and yeah, it just kind of came out of nowhere. I guess it's it's better than what this could have been, though. Like if it was just, ah, yes, this is, uh, worst, this yeah. is what we're this is what we're doing. Um, we are masked invaders with sledgehammers. Instead, it was her just being like, yeah, I just kind of want to beat the shit out of these rookies because they suck, um, and these two ones are coming in, and they're going to be good. And I guess it's a decent way to put spotlight on whoever's coming in. You know, whoever she debuts, debuting in the main event of the first show of the year, uh, they're going to get thrown straight into a seemingly brewing f- war between DDM and other people. And um... yeah, Also that, um, can I just never see Julia and Tam again? Like, I get it. I do, but like, why are we here again? Why? I don't know. It's it's uh it's definitely not preferable. Um, I'm not sure if we're gonna get like a singles match between them or if it's gonna be like a tag thing because it does seem like something they're doing to uh to give them both something to do while they're not in the title picture while also elevating some of the young wrestlers. So in that way, yeah. it's probably good and like it's a fine middle-of-the-card feud that'll beef out a pay-per-view. Like, I don't think they're going to have another singles match anytime soon. Um, what I was more interested in They'll definitely in run is... it for the red belt. Eventually, yeah. When Julia um, wins it, yeah. I thought it was interesting that Tam and Mayu worked together. I thought maybe we might see, like, a, a Stars and Cosmic Angels having to work together angle out of things, which I don't know if they're going to follow Jesus up on Christ. that, but that'd be, that'd be interesting to see, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. but oh, yeah, one I thing about know. this match, uh, we kind of like skipped over it, but uh, they threw in the championship red herring that they usually do, um, when like anybody loses a belt, um, in that Hazuki was like going after Tam and like suggesting that she wants the white belt, um, and then Tam lost it. So, uh, they do that like with every champion at this point. I remember they did it with Kigetsu a lot, uh, they did it with fucking B a lot, they did it with like. Utami with the Momo shit, like it, like they are always doing this. Um, but I thought that was a nice little red herring. Was that Hazuki was kind of like, yeah, uh, how about I beat your ass and win the belt, huh? Wouldn't that be cool? Mm-hmm. And then you know, so just thought I'd mentioned that that there was a little bit of, uh, and they've been doing that for a couple of weeks. That Hazuki sort of been like targeting Tam a bit more, uh, but I just thought I'd, I'd mention that. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, uh, the the reveal. Definitely uh, surprising, and uh, you know if it's, if it's least. a way to if it's a way to just elevate somebody like Lady C and and my Sakurai and whatever, then I don't really have much of an issue with it. Like it gives them all something to do outside of oh, I want to lose to Hanan for the for the belt, um, mm-hmm. you know. So it's 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 nice to focus on some of the lower card members. No, um, I think they all should just uh, feed to Hanan for the next year. I mean, of course. Um, yeah, I, I, I did think there was some interesting threads that I, they will probably never follow up on where, like, Julia was like, you know, DDM is going to be strong and uh, we're going to go to war with everyone because, like, faction wars are awesome. 
And if Stardom wanted to do that, then I would be all for it. Uh, especially one that doesn't involve a way to tie for once. Please, um, Jesus, man. Because, I mean, I remember they teased it with DDM and, and Queen's Quest, and that would have been amazing. Um, even like DDM and the Cosmic Angels, just in a faction war, would be somewhat decent for everybody involved. Um, they probably won't follow up on it, though. My only hope is that this isn't the start of a DDM split. I do not need Siri, Micah, and Poi forming a breakaway group because they're annoyed at Julia or whatever. Like that that's the last thing I need. Um and stardom you know, you're more If anything if anything, somebody from DDM goes to Queen's Quest. Like if if anything changes out of this, it's it's like fucking I don't know. Siri. I don't see sure in Queen's Quest. I mean, maybe, but, you know, like, but yeah, like that, you know. Um, actually, that would be kind of interesting if, like, Utami, like, see, but the thing is, is that now with with Stardom, the way that they do things with, like, factions and stuff, is that it feels like there's no natural way to, like, swap factions. Like, because I don't think Shuri just beating the shit out of DDM would be very interesting, um, especially if she was going to the theoretically more babyface group of Queen's Quest. Um, but I also don't think that, like, them losing her in a tag match is interesting at all. It's really weird because, like, at the time I thought it was the stupidest concept ever, but I missed the draft, man. Like, oh, the draft it, was awesome. Yeah, like at the time, yeah. at the time I did not like. It. I was like, this feels very inorganic. Now that I think about it, way more organic than they, what they do now. Because it feels like now it's actively like at least then it was like, yeah, uh, this is to shake things up every year. Um, whether you like it or not, fuck you. This is going to happen. Whereas now it's like, okay, well we need to change something. So uh, let's put this here and put this here. Even though none of this makes sense, let's just and Momo's a heel now. You know, like it, it's just. I fucking miss the draft a lot because uh, I think then something like a Shuri to Queen's Quest would be super interesting if um, if Utami like picked Shuri like just first, you know, for, like just was like, yeah, uh, we picked Shuri. And it's like, wait a minute, yeah. what the fuck? And then she gets to retrieve her two other uh, teammates because everybody else has to secure their own teammates. You know, what I mean, like it, it would just solve a lot of issues and it would be very interesting, but. As as always, Stardom doesn't like doing cool things. Um, but yeah, uh, I think somebody in DDM maybe goes to Queen's Quest. If not, I don't see a split happening. Uh, but yeah, you never really know with these guys. Yeah, stranger things have happened. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think that, I wouldn't like a split. Like I'll say that out, out outright. Like um, yeah, me neither. I I understand. Like I know I said that if you have um, factions or if you have a good enough roster, factions are good um but at a certain point it's also like can we have at least one group that is more than just strong leader and a couple of hanger-ons and like ddm is like the last one of those so like if ddm was to split you'd have julia with the newcomers who aren't established at all and then you would have ddm with their three or four members and they would just leave them very bare um yeah. Maybe if the roster it would, keeps it would, beefing up, then it yeah. It would be a net negative. Yeah, like if, the, like if the roster keeps like getting bigger, then yeah, sure. Give Julie her own group. But for now, it's like there are enough factions with like barely enough people in them. Let's just not do that and let DDM be a dominant force or whatever it is you want them to be. Like That's fine. You can do that. 
for a while. Like you don't just I need also... to go, oh, we want to push this person. They're one of our top four or our top six. Um, yeah. Give them a faction. You can have two of your top six in the same faction, you know? That's that's what I was just thinking about with Momo, where it's like, I don't see where they how they had so much of an issue there, considering that DDM exists. Where it's like, at any given time, Micah, Jumbo, Shuri, or Julia could just like win the white belt or the red belt and you know julia and sherry's case like i would not be surprised if three months from now michael won the white belt i'm not saying it's gonna happen it probably won't but like that wouldn't be a shocker same with jumbo like how do they book though like ddm so well but like momo is DDM the third wins. well yeah <laughs> that's the main the, thing yes. is ddm wins a lot like that's that's their thing they're established as like dominant you know whereas queen's quest <laughs> That is funny that that they decide, you know what, DDM's gimmick is that they win and they don't lose and they are all strong in their own ways. And also every other group is not that. Thank you. Like I, 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 in a way I love it. And at the same time, I'm just like this, how do you, like y'all are so good at booking DDM, but like maybe give a little bit of a rub to like everybody else but you know that's besides the point that, that's that's They're a that's an old that's a very old take from like a year and a half ago so i don't, I don't even want to get yeah. into that okay um we should probably move on to the next match which was uh the submission arts it was konami and siri defeating unage sayaka and micah in just under 15 minutes uh siri I love micah. submit siri submit sayaka with the uh the white tiger um i love the konami did pairing. the the like submission the, at the same time yes the triangle answer yeah cool stuff um i love the pairing of micah and unagi they were so funny playing off each other like micah's personality jumps out a lot more when she's next to somebody like unagi because unagi's vibrant and so loud and micah is just so moody and don't talk to me and i don't want to be here and it's so much more character than she shows in DDM, where she's just like, yeah, okay, we're, we're, we're chilling, you know? Um, so I definitely think it was a good pairing for both of them to show a lot of character. And uh, I just loved Unagi. She was so funny. Like, she was just so jazzed for it and did not seem... It just went completely over her head that Micah hated her. Like, it was it was great. Um, and then, yeah, the match I, the match was okay. I, I didn't think it was amazing. Um, built yeah, up to a big Konami. I didn't really take a lot of it. Yeah, like it built up to a big Konami and Unagi exchange of slaps. Um, but Unagi's slaps didn't make a good sound. So it kind of deflated her big moment. And then I was like, all right, yeah, that, that kind of sucked. Um, but generally, like, it was it was fine. Yeah, I, I want to uh, just talk about how great my, Micah is for a little bit. Uh, no. Character-wise, no, okay. <laughs> okay, no, because, like, like... Micah is like it's for me. Micah and Koguma are like just two of like the most underrated wrestlers like in the world right now. Because like in terms of character work, they are the funniest motherfuckers in the world. Like straight up, I just love them to death because they just like have like endless charisma. I and I also relate very deeply to Micah um, because like I like Christmas, um, but I don't like Christmas as much as Unagi. So if I was sitting next to Unagi, I also would say, fuck you and fuck Christmas. I don't want to be here. And then walk away and then be like, also Merry Christmas, guys. Sorry. Mm. And th- like that, like that's exactly how I would react. I love Micah to death. Like she like very relatable. 
I, I love that she is somehow both like the comedian and the straight man at the same time. Like she does both perfectly and neither interrupt the other where it's like in cases like this, she is very clearly like the one that's like, please shut up, please shut up, please shut up. And also in things that are like more idol, like she's also like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here guys. Uh, so I'm just, I'm just trying, uh, please don't judge me. But also, uh, she can do things like that Mina Shirakawa match where she just talked about boobs the entire time. Like, and it's, it, it's seamless like it's just either she could be like the funniest motherfucker or she could be the greatest uh, straight man for other funny people and i think that's that's great um so i love micah um and yeah this match was fine <laughs> yeah no, micah's great because uh i'm sure you saw the interview where she told everybody how she started wrestling she was like i knew tammy from judo and I saw her doing it well at wrestling, and it just pissed me off. So I started training with Peter. <laughs> it's just like that Bro, is so based. That is the level of petty I aspire. That's to. the best. Um, like, oh my god, that's such an anime origin story. Yes. Where it's like, yeah, <laughs> wrestling. I found wrestling kind of cool, but like once I saw Utami, I was like, I fucking hate that girl. <laughs> I'm gonna beat the shit out of her. And it's like, and that's how I became a wrestler, and now I'm here. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the greatest origin story. Like, oh, that is so, like, you can't write, like, obviously it's character work, but you can't write that shit. Like, that is so, like, naturally just, oh, that is, I actually didn't hear about that. That's the greatest thing ever. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. Yeah. She uh, she also said that when she isn't wrestling, she just likes to drink a lot. And uh, we know, <laughs> we have seen. Uh, I remember I sent you that photo of her live yeah. stream with Julia, and she was not in this universe. She was oh, no, she was with the, zooted. she was talking to Martians. <laughs> like, she yeah. was out of it. Dude, I, um, I want to hang out with Micah. Micah seems oh, like the coolest. Mo- like, yeah. oh my god. Love Micah to death. Also, biggest dick energy at Ryugoku, um, which oh, I'm excited to talk that. about. Yeah, for sure. Um, so to get it out of the way, uh, the main event of, of year-end climax was the Uedo Tai team of Momo Watanabe, Starlight Kid, and Saki Kashima beating the Queen's Quest team of Saya Kamachani, Utami Harashishita, and Azumi. Uh, Kashima rolled up Azumi with the revival to get the win. Uh, in just under 20 minutes. Um, Dylan, you have a this lot to say. This is what got me blocked. So, um, go ahead. This is what got me blocked. And I, I hold to the fact that this company is fucking stupid for the finish. Because at first it's just, oh, like, Azumi got beat by Saki. That's kind of stupid, but I'm sure there's a reason for it. No, the finish was that Azumi was beating the shit out of both Momo and Saki. And then Momo reaches for her hand. Like, she's, like, reaching out for a friend, and Izumi stops, looks at her, spares her, feels mercy, and then Momo just kicks the shit out of her. And then Saki wins. Like, what? Like I get it. I do. That's like, oh, well, she's my friend. I want it. But, like, dude, like, that is just... It's so... And I like Shawn Michaels. I know I'll get heat for that. I like Shawn Michaels, but that is such a Shawn Michaels thing. You know, it's such a, I'm sorry, I love you. Like, it's just like, dude, just stop. Like, it's, I also just didn't really particularly like uh, Momo's heel things at all. Like, outside of the fact that she kicks harder, which is cool, don't get me wrong, very cool, uh, I didn't get a lot out of it, personally. I saw things that it's like, oh, like, like, obviously we didn't get to talk about last week because this is the first time that heel Momo showed up, but her vibe reminded me of Bolnacano in yes. certain ways, in very, very specific ways. And I was like, if she leans into that and is just a badass motherfucker, boss of the world, like just like, I don't care. I'm going to kill you. 
uh, and that's all because I am the best. Like if if that was where she was going with it, and she just happened to be in a way to tie, she happened to be like you know uh, a heel. But in reality, she was just like, I am going to fucking murder you because I am a fucking monster. Fuck you. That would be great. That would be like incredible. And I was just like, you know what? I'll hold on to those bits and, you know, hope that those get, um, you know, expanded upon. And some of the like more like uh, taunting, like evil laughing and just like just little kicks that, you know, it's like stupid shit where she's just toying. Like, I was just like, okay, that's a bit excessive, but whatever. I was hoping that I was like, okay, maybe she'll lean into the cool bits more. Um, as we saw at Ryogoku, she doesn't. So, like, I didn't like this match particularly. Uh, in hindsight, I like it even less. So that's where I'm at. Okay. Um, I was the opposite for year-end climax. Um, I thought this match was great. I thought it was really, really good. Um, and I thought Momo in it was really good. Like, a lot of stiff strikes. She was very much like, I'm going to beat you all up. I enjoy beating you all up. Um, her, she definitely, like, fits with the way to tie. Like, when she's with the group, she definitely looks like she fits in really well. Um, and I did think overall her heel stuff was really good on this show. Because it was a lot more directed. Like, she had a very specific target. And while I would like a lot less of the, uh, my neck has turned into a slinky, I'm going to look at you upside down stuff, <laughs> she was just beating people up and mercilessly doing so. And I thought that was great. Um, so I did like her here. I uh, didn't like it as much as at Ryogoku for, for different reasons. Um, but here at Year End Climax, I thought they, they definitely delivered really well with it overall. Um, but yeah. Um, definitely differ there. Yeah, and like I, I th- and like we talked about this yesterday. That's like I care a lot more about very specific things than you do. Like example, promos. Momo sounds like she is trying to do her best anime villain impression, uh, instead of just being a bad guy. And to me, and to a few people I've talked to, just sounds really cringy. It just doesn't sound like it, it sounds like she is like a JoJo villain. And like, it's like, why? <laughs> that is, that like, is harsh. That is the, that is the yeah. biggest insult you could ever say to somebody. <laughs> and I meant it as an insult because wow. it's just not good. Like, I, dude, I love Momo. And like, I, I was thinking about that, about the Ryogoku show, which we'll get to in a minute. Momo, for most of this year and most of last year, for for that matter, was one of the few consistently great things. Like, you can count on one hand matches that, like, you watch of Momo that just didn't hit. And one of them was the Nanai match. And that was still pretty decent. Like, it wasn't god-awful. It was just weird. Like, Momo did not miss. And then on the Ryogoku show, spoiler, I thought every single thing on that show, outside of maybe the five-way... And outside of Momo was great. She was the only bad part of it, like in my honest opinion. And that's including Kozen. Like that's insane. Like how they how they got to that point. Um I just don't I don't vibe with it. I really don't. Also, after the match, um Momo just went blah no, oh actually first, let me let me preface. Um Kid and Momo hit Azumi with uh Momoaz's old finisher because just rub it in. Thanks, guys. That was great. Um, and then fair. Azumi, it was great. No, it, it was good. But I was just like, man, I'm I'm tired already. And then Azumi <laughs> starts crying again. And Itami's like, Azumi, 
she's evil now. We just gotta, we gotta, it, we, we just gotta move on. And then Azumi's like, then Azumi like immediately stops crying. She's like, yeah, I guess we gotta move on. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck was that? Like, oh my god, like this, mm, it was just, it was. Yeah. Also, uh, they did the the slideshow of things that have happened this year for the year end review, and afterwards, Mayu half-heartedly consoles Queen's Quest, um, and it's the funniest shit ever. She's like, "I'm sorry, guys. I know that's must suck. I I know. I've been I've been betrayed before. I'm sorry. I hope <laughs> yes. you, I hope you're okay." She said it on the mic too, like she was yeah. doing the big show closing promo, and she was like. Sorry, sorry. By the way, sorry about that, lads. <laughs> it must really suck. So, I hope y'all. I, I love my. I'm sure y'all be okay. Y'all be okay. Yeah. Just, you know, I'm sorry. Like it was so great. I loved it. Yeah. Like that was that was like the the savior of the of the entire show for me. It was it was yeah. just my being like, y'all, y'all okay? Mm. Sorry. Like that that sucks. I'm sorry. I hope y'all. Hope y'all, hope y'all are okay. Yeah. And then she just goes back to whatever the fuck she was doing. Yeah, I mean, listen, that that's the Mayu way. Um, to be fair, though, Utami, I, I don't know if you saw it, like when they were doing all the photos, Mayu put her hand on, on Utami's shoulder in, in solidarity, and Utami shrugged it off. And I was like, excuse me, who the <laughs> fuck do you think you are? Um, so you know what? Actually, I am glad that bitch lost her belt. I hope she never Damn. gets the belt back. I hope she. I hope everybody turns on her. I she was in Sayo a bad mood. Her. Come on now. Yeah, I don't care. You do not be mean to Mayu. How no, I agree. She? How dare this? My dad is famous ass bitch. Dude, oh my god, did you see Mayu? that that I headline of like she. I have surpassed my father? I was like, damn, bro, we're we're there now. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, her her entire gimmick for two years was like, yeah, my dad thinks I fucking suck. I suck, so um, I'm gonna wrestle good. And now she's like, oh, yeah, I'm 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 fine now. <laughs> it's, um. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Utami, Utami was mean to Mayu, and I don't think I'll ever forgive her for that. So um, I'm glad that she lost her belt, and I hope she cries. So um, yeah, that's mean. <laughs> I disagree. I think I think Utami still rules. She started it. She started it. Like, no, one hundred percent. I mean, Momo started it. Let's be honest here. <laughs> well, maybe Momo was just fine. Maybe Utami's just like always horrible like this. Maybe we just don't know. Utami just vibes. We know. We've seen videos of her backstage just vibing. Yes. She just vibes. All for the cameras. All for the cameras. She she sings Tam's theme song. She, she, I bet you uh, she's a diva. I bet you when the, the cameras are yeah, off. Yeah, all of them are. That's like the entire human. point of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> literally every wrestler is a diva. Well, you know. Maybe not literally every wrestler, but like almost every wrestler. Yes, pretty much. Okay. Um, anyway, enough about uh, Utami. Uh, the next show to review was Stardom Dream Queendom. This is from Ria Goku Sumo Hall. Uh, they did 3,039 oh, fans wow. here. Um, I know That's last good. week I set 3,000 as the benchmark for, like, I would consider this a success, and they did it. So, you know, fair play. Uh, big feather in the cap of, of Siri and Utami, definitely. Um and yeah, just a great number for Stardom all together. Yeah, um, I actually didn't know it was 3,000. That's really good. I remember during the pre-show, uh, there was like nobody out there. And I was like, oh, yeah. shit, that's not good. Uh, but then, you know, by the time that the main show started, you could hear 
the environment was very loud and very efficient. So I imagine there was at least a decent number there. And I, I am happy to hear that. That's that's a good number. I mean, like what? I, I don't feel like going on the wrestle data, but that has to be like top five attendance for them or maybe top six. Three, I think. Yeah, top three. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, um, it's the first Ryogoku show and then the uh, anniversary show or the, the show earlier this year. Yeah, the yeah. Budokan. And then this one, yeah, that's that. I mean, good number. I'm happy for them. Yeah, no, they they had a great year, honestly, in in every way. Um, yeah, this is Prime, the last show of the year. This yeah, is the last. Yeah, I, I just found it here. Well. So, Chris Charlton uh, translated an article. Basically, uh, Stardom's total tickets sold this year was forty-seven thousand four hundred five. Um, that made them the third highest in Japan. So, in terms of purely number of tickets sold they were the third highest in japan for this year uh just behind dragon gate and new japan which yeah like uh, dragon gate's always gonna have some type of notoriety but i think they could realistically surpass dragon gate one of these years i don't know see dragon gate runs a lot like they had a hundred yeah that's the thing is that dragon gate's always gonna have dragon gate's always gonna have a certain uniqueness to it that I don't know if it'll like it's it's almost like a an anomaly in wrestling, uh, in puro rather. Oh my god, I'm losing my voice as we speak. This isn't good. <clears throat> Apologies, uh, but yeah, they're always going to have a certain level uh, that's going to be hard for other companies to beat. But hell, that's that's a still a good fucking number, you know. Being number three is not something to uh, you know be upset about. That's pretty wild. Yeah, definitely. Um... Obviously, there's a lot of factors that go into that. I mean, BDT obviously would be a bigger company. Like, they would run more big shows, I think, generally. Um, but maybe they just don't run as often um, Yeah. under the DDT banner because I know they have all the different brands and whatever else. Um, so that doesn't mean, like, Stardom is the number three biggest promotion in Japan. Um, it just means that as far as ticket sales go, they were third this year. Um obviously there's factors that go into that based on how often you're running and ticket prices and all that sort of stuff so just definitely mention that um still dub, yeah. though. very much so great year for stardom all around you know just just there's no other way to put it <laughs> like this was an amazing year for stardom uh this would be the this year is a great way to cap off the year definitely yeah um this would be the year that's looked back on when when stardom is eventually presumably um, a big, big, big promotion. Uh, this would be looked back at as the year that really kickstarted it, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, because I think 2020 was definitely uh, a building year, uh, for better or for worse, at least. <laughs> 2020 uh, is half, one the second half of 2020. More. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was uh, uh, tear down, tear down, rebuild, definitely. I mean, and and you think about it, uh, a year ago, Shuri and uh, Julia stunk up the building, and on this yeah. show they both had match of the year candidates. So I mean, like you know, like that's that's great for them, and it's great for the company. Uh, this was definitely, we'll get to it like when we finish the review. But this was definitely the show I needed for Stardom, because uh, if you could tell by the way I, I talked about Year and Climax, I was like not even joking, kind of being like I don't know if I I still want to do Stardom Quest because mm-hmm. I just am not interested in any of this right now. Um, but this show kind of revived a lot of of my 
my care and a lot of my, uh, you know, enjoyment of stardom. And I do want to give a shout out to Sprite uh, because he's like the biggest Konami fan I know. He is probably not going to be buying me the uh, pay-per-views anymore. Um, but for the past year and a half, he's been coming through with uh, mm. helping me out on that so we could we could watch it together. So um, big shout out to him and our Sprite. I'm sure you all know him. Uh, great guy. And I, I've been very appreciative uh, of being able to watch these shows with him and yeah. him helping a brother out. So shout out to him. Yeah, you know that makes that uh, that reminds me. I don't think the next pay per view is live. Um, there was a thing during the Stardom talk show where they like showed uh, when it's airing, and the the air date was like the day after. So even on TV in Japan, it's it's airing the next day. So I don't know if they're gonna air the Nagoya Supreme Fight thing live. I definitely won't. Yeah, they might not. I Nagoya have they run a pay per view in Nagoya? No, it's mostly been Yokohama yeah. and uh, Osaka, and then obviously Tokyo, um, with the one in Kawasaki. But otherwise, it's uh, it's no no Nagoya. Hmm. That's odd, but I mean, I was not surprised. Yeah. I feel like uh, they usually the further they get from Tokyo, the less likely they are to like have higher production. And like mm-hmm. in this case, it's not higher production; it's more just you know uh, a live show. But I remember mm-hmm. back in the day. Sunny used to always use that as an excuse. Was that oh well some of these some of these places don't have Wi-Fi. It's like what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Like you're in like the top four cities in Japan and you're like, oh we don't have Wi-Fi. It's like what you're in Tokyo. Like what the what Corkin Hall like Corkin has Wi-Fi. What are you but that's just an old again another old take that used to be really funny was well you see some of these venues don't have wi-fi so we can't really stream them live thank you and it's like okay that's just not how the world works man like but who knows maybe it is maybe nagoya just doesn't have technology (laughs) i i don't know i wouldn't be surprised um i'm obviously joking i know nagoya is a you know established city like it's like a that's point all right so the pre-show match was um freaky gun death versus wako sukiyama versus lady c versus saki kashima versus rena um freaky gun death won by pinning waka um this it was, was a three fine. on two actually it was a three Pretty on one on right. one basically yeah on the same show that they gave my sakurai like the most uh shine out of like almost any individual wrestler on the show, uh, <laughs> fucking Waka and Lady C just get fucking dismantled and destroyed. Kind of fucked. I'm gonna be honest. Like, like my lived up to the occasion. So shout out to her. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But like, they really are are showing their hand. That it's like, okay, one of these one of these rookies is gonna be cool. Um, one of them or two of them, we just don't really give a fuck about. Uh, but you know, it's that's how they work. Um. Mm. But yeah, I didn't take a lot out of this match. I thought it was kind of uh, boring, honestly. It felt like just, it felt like the match for Oedo Tai to do their bullshit, and I was happy yeah. about that because I was like, okay, they'll just do their bullshit, and it won't interfere with the rest of the show. I was wrong. So, uh, yeah, you found a thing. Um, yeah, the opener of the show um, was a future of Stardom Championship this is where it match. Starts. Hanan dethroned Raka uh, to win her first championship in Stardom. Um, 
Hanan debuted new gear, uh, most notably. It was very sparkly. It was blue and yellow, and there was a tie. Uh, it looked very good. Um, she it was, debuted uh... some new moves throughout the course as well. Uh, she did like a spinning head kick, something that Yuhi would have done. Remember Yuhi? That's yes. a very that's a very niche reference there. Yeah, um, like I was like, you could definitely find a more relevant example, but is there? <laughs> yes, is I do there remember. Anybody who does a spinning kick to the head doesn't fucking Miyu do that? I mean, hers not like that specific kind. No, yeah, hers is definitely different. Yeah, that's but like I feel kick, like she's done like, that kick. I don't think so. I think she maybe, does maybe the I'm same wrong. wind up, but then she jumps into it and does the Will Osprey thingy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's how it works. But anyway, um, basically Hanan just stands in the corner, uh, spins around a bit, and then kicks people in the head. Great shit. Uh, Yuhi definitely did it or did something similar. Um, yeah, she, she did. also did a back. Is it a backdrop driver? I don't know. It's a backdrop it's a, driver. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so that is her maybe new finisher. Um, but that's how she pinned Rock. Kind of, kind of a really weird move for Hanan. Uh, that she's just dropping motherfuckers on the head. Like, I mean, I'm I'm here she with it. I'm rocking with it. She does a yeah. lot of the bridge suplex stuff. Like she has the. I mean, yeah, she she is a a judoka, so it's like it mm-hmm. it makes sense. But uh, but I I honestly just I love this match. I thought this like, and we we talked about it briefly. We were talking about that. It's like this is the definition of maximizing your minutes and doing everything you can in what was it five six minutes? Yeah, five. Yeah, like. Every like everything you can in five minutes, and it doesn't feel rushed. Like it just felt like mm-hmm. they were just going at it for five minutes, and then hot on one, and that's that's cool. Like for an opener, that was a wonderful match. As somebody who has been watching uh, Stardom for you know three almost four years, uh, this was very heartwarming because you know that Hanan and Ruaka have been uh, you know the less prominent teenagers for years, you know, since, like I've, I've been watching them both since they were like 12 years old, 13 years old, uh, you know, growing as wrestlers. And now they have, uh, admittedly like really fucking good match at Rio Goku sumo hall for a championship. And I think yeah. that's really, really nice. It's very heartwarming as someone who does really care about like the, the, um, future wrestlers and the, the younger wrestlers. I thought this was wonderful. And I was very happy that they killed it. Cause you know, I've been watching them since, again, since uh, we were all very young, because they're like a year and a half younger than me, which is fucking weird. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I was very happy that Hanan won. Um, big shout out to her. And yeah, I thought this was a great match. And the aftermatch was also very wholesome, in my opinion. Yeah, that was lovely. They they, they hugged and shared a moment, and you know, Raka really let her guard down and shoved her away to, to keep the heel. Which was perfect. Yeah, it was, it was perfect, because it's like, it didn't feel... Like, if she, like, beat her up, I'd be like, this is fucking stupid. But, like, it was, like, the perfect amount of, like, breaking kayfabe, but not too much to where it was, like, Roka just looks like a loser. Or not even like a loser, but looks like a a face. Because she, like, hugged her because, again, they've been training together since they were, like, 12. But at the same time, Roka's like, yeah, but fuck you. Get the fuck away from me. And it was was very wholesome. Um, Also, Hana's new gear is, uh, like, a play on, like, JK um, uniform. So like uh, school uniforms. That's the yeah. yeah. Just so you know that yeah. That's why she wears a tie. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. I think um, it looks dope though. It does. No, it looks really good. And uh, as soon as she debuted the new gear, I was like, oh, okay, she's winning. Um, and she did. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you basically said everything that I think I could. Um, really maximized their minutes, and Hanan got to look good. 
and they had a nice moment after. So yeah, you know, just this was the right decision. Hanan can do some good stuff as champion. I mean, she can wrestle her sisters for the belt. I think those are easy matches to do. Um, her and presumably Mirai Mayumi would be really good um, in whoever else she might face, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, you took all the words out of my mouth, so we will go on to the next match. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I was a huge fan of that match. I, like, genuinely, like, one of my favorite matches imagine. of the night. Yeah. Like, it was, it was oh, very my, good. Yeah. <laughs> You're maybe praising it a bit too high, but uh, that's that's all right. Um, well, the next match, anyway... and a lot of it is just the sentimental aspect of it. But, of course. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so the next match was the Artists of Stardom Championship match. Uh, this was Natsupoi, Himeka, and Micah of DDM beating Mai Sakurai, Unagi Saka, and Mina Shirakawa of the Cosmic Angels. Um, so Mai Sakurai debuted some new gear. Um, it was nice. It was a red color. Um, really good. Like her old gear was so plain, and this new, but this new gear is is really really good. Um, so. He's wearing an ace outfit for no reason. Like that looks like something Takumi would yes. wear. Like what? What are you? Yeah. What are we doing here? <laughs> like that's so wild. Um. Also, DDM took the money they won and went under the waterfall in preparation of their match against my Sakurai. The Goto waterfall, huh? Yeah. I mean, it, I it wasn't the same waterfall. I don't think. If it was, that's very funny. It's like yeah, we're just big Goto marks. Actually, uh, we're a big fan of the guys being dudes, and we're going under waterfall. Um. In, again, in preparation for their match against Mai Sakurai. Uh, Goto uh-huh. did it to prepare against um, Kazuchika Okada, one of the uh, greatest of all time, and they were uh, Mai Sakurai. Um, but this match was really fucking good, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. like Outside of Mai Sakurai's terrible-looking elbows, uh, she killed it, and I think everybody in this match killed it. And it was just a, a great undercard six-man. Like it, just, it worked very well. You can pontificate a little bit if you want. I, I don't have to. You kind of... <laughs> that was everything I was gonna say. My Sakurai was great, um, but you, you you said she was great. Um, yeah, no, it was fun. Like the the Cosmic Angels played the underdogs kind of, and they, there was a lot of really good stuff with that. Um, I thought there was an aim here to make Micah look really good. She was just presented yeah. really well throughout the entire match, um, and she's the perfect person to match with the Cosmic Angels. I think she's just a really solid base for a lot of people like that. And obviously, she was trained in uh, in JTO, so she w- she got used to working with some not so spectacular wrestlers there. Um, yeah, because obviously everybody in JTO girls was like brand new, so some of them were bad <laughs> when they started. Um, so she's kind of used to working with people like that and really elevating them. And I think that shines through whenever she's in there with somebody like Unagi or even a Mai Sakurai uh, in these tag situations. Um, but obviously, all of that did not matter because for the finish, she oh Mishinoku drivered each and every one of them, just one after the other. No expression so on her good. face, just driver for you, driver for you, and driver for you. And she pinned them, and she strut out with their trophy in hand, with a, the the epitome of big dick. Energy. Oh my god, one hundred percent. I was like, this, this. She has never been so cool. Or a bigger star to me than she did here, just completely laying waste to this entire faction and then strutting off. My it was God. and it was so good. It was so good because like for like a good two or three minutes, uh, Cosmic Games were just like beating her up a lot, and I was just like, damn, this is like they're kind of going like this is a bit long. Like I feel like they're 
they've been like in this closing stretch of trying to beat Micah for like a while now, like, and they just couldn't, they just couldn't beat her. And then Micah just like reversed something was like, you know what? We're done here. And she just dropped all of them on their heads. She said, shout Takapuchinoku. And she walked away like, oh, my, it was, and they were all left lying in the ring. Like they didn't roll out. They were all dead on the floor. <laughs> like, just like all like crowded together, like just fucking like, oh, it was so cool. Like Micah is such a, a fucking legend. Uh, for that and for like everything else, a- absolute empress shit or emperor. I forget. I-, I remember that she was trying to get that over, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the emperor. I don't want to be a queen. Fuck the queens. I'm, I'm an emperor or an empress." I, I, I feel like she said emperor, uh, but empress also works because they're mm-hmm. kind of interchange. So that's point. Um, and yeah, I, I thought that was like the greatest finish I've seen in fucking months. Like that was so cool. <laughs> I loved yeah. it to bits. It was beast. Um, yeah, it was it was great. Um, so I mean, as far as undercard uh, trios matches go, that was pretty beast. Um, yeah. The next match though was the high speed championship three way. Starlight Kid beat Koguma and Azumi in just under eight minutes. Uh, she rolled up Koguma. Damn, this it was, was like insane. Eight That's this wild. was insanity. Like yeah. from the word go, they just went. <laughs> And it wasn't one of these where somebody would lie on the outside and the other two would do cool shit. No, all three of them were constantly involved, doing new shit, doing it at a crazy good pace. Like, this is one of the best high-speed matches in a long time. And I just watched one with Tayo in it yesterday or the day before. And this lived up to the shit that Tayo was doing. Like, Tayo Tayo will never be beaten, obviously, because Natsuki Tayo is, like, the best ever at this style. Um... Like this, this was a match that she would have had. Like that's how good this was. That's how well the pacing was. That's how well all the moves were done. It's how well they incorporated each other into every move they did. And um, all of the near falls down the stretch was something right out of a marvelous main event, which was yep. amazing. Uh, like they, I was biting on so many of them. I thought like two or three different people had won. Um, it was just honestly, this was such a good match. Like just high speed perfection like absolutely everything that this style can be is on display in this match yeah and and usually with like kid matches I, i've kind of noticed a theme in that uh in with her high speed matches she hits the acai moonsault and that takes a minute to set up and then after that she sort of like goes to a slower pace um here she just like she it, things slowed down for like 30 seconds for her to hit the ISA moonsault. Then after that, they got immediately back to the action, which I loved. I thought it was a, a it's better than most of and I don't want to disrespect kid like that, but I, I think it's it's fair to say that usually things start really fast with kid and then they go slow for a minute or two. Um and then they pick up and then the, it ends. Whereas this one, it felt like it slowed down for maybe 15 seconds. And I thought this was really, really good. Um Azumi came out with a new jacket. I imagine that was an act of shopping therapy after her best friend betrayed her. Um, and it looks really cool. Uh, Momo, uh, you, you suck because you left. You could have gotten a jacket. That's on you. Um, <laughs> instead, you you are wearing old laundry that is ripped up. Uh, sucks to suck. And yeah, I, I thought this was really, really, really good. Um, uh, the pin exchanges was incredible. I thought at one point they were just fucking throwing shit at each other. Like Koguma hit a German from the top rope on Kid. And then Azumi broke it up with a foot foot stomp, and then mm-hmm. Koguma power bombed her. Or maybe she didn't power bomb her, but like she just fucking threw her. Like I was just like, "What are we doing here?" 
like what like this is insane like it, it was a really good stuff it was it was a really good stuff it was a really good match <laughs> yeah no it was fantastic and then kid um, won yeah kid retained Which... she rolled up koguma um koguma's definitely out of this title picture now i mean she's lost yeah two in a row um after the match it did seem like azumi wanted one more and some of the comments in Kid's post-match definitely seem to indicate that she is open to another match with Azami. So I think the next direction is Kid versus Azami one-on-one for the belt. Um, so that's kind of where this is leading to. Um, but for now, this was great. This was a real showcase of all three. And uh, Kid is doing a lot to, to really bring this belt back to prominence. And uh, it's doing a lot for her too, because, I mean... She's getting to show out on every pay per view, which is which is really ideal for somebody as talented as Starlight Kid. Yeah, one hundred percent. Also, Koguma tried to run away, and Oeda Tai stopped her and made her do the photo op, uh, which is kind of funny. I guess yeah. Koguma was like, "Yeah, I know, I like, I'm running the fuck away," and it was it was great. Like she's fucking tried to bail, uh, and I respect that. She's great. Um, but yeah, with that, we should move on to the next match. Um, oh, this is gonna be heavy. Yeah, so this was Julia's return match and Konami's goodbye match. Uh, this was Julia beating Konami in 12 minutes. Uh, she won with the Glorious Driver. So from the very start, Konami comes out and she's wearing the Tokyo Cyber Squad gear. And, uh, you know, obviously that's that's a pretty big deal for a lot of people. Um, and then Julia comes out with her hair braided and tied back in a, very similar, in a very similar style to what Hannah used to do. Uh, obviously, it was a different color because Hannah had the uh, pink braids. Pink, yeah. um, and she also had black braids at one point when she wrestled Kagetsu. Um, whereas oh, that Julia was the had, dark uh, ages right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whereas Julia had uh, black and white braids, I think it was. But yeah. she, very much, she very much had the and braids. And an eye patch. And an eye patch, yeah, For... that was cool. That was cool, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you have TCS gear. You have Julia wearing her braids like Hannah did. Uh, Julia had a flag, like a big massive flag that said "Never End," and it was signed uh, by loads of people. Yeah. Uh, presumably, all people wishing Konami well. Um, probably the roster, probably some of her friends and former colleagues and whatever. Um, yeah, I know. Konami... Koguma drew a beer, a bear on it. Uh, <laughs> but there was like, there's a little, yeah, there's a little thing from Koguma. Um, somebody zoomed down. And it's like I wonder who wrote this. <laughs> it's like I don't know. It's like the bear wishes you well, or something like like, oh so, like it was God. just like a cute little. It was really cute. Yeah, that's so adorable. Um, but Konami like visibly teared up right away as soon as she saw the yeah. flag. As soon as she saw Julia, like, she had an she eat was, a moment. She was tearing up. I was. I literally compared her to Ida. Yeah. yeah, I was. I was the same as uh, when Kagetsu's music hit at the the many face, and Ida was just like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just rewatched that match like a week or two ago. It, yeah. was, it was so good. Uh, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, like this, you know, we knew what we were in for as soon as the entrances were made. Um, but I don't think any of us were fully ready for the emotional ride that they took us on. Um, we started the match with the, the forearm exchange that Julia and Hannah did at their, their year-end climax match in 2019. They they did the missile drop kick. Julia did the running in place. They they both tried to do the tiger lily. They did the hydrangea. Like this was just a match filled with nods to to Hannah, and obviously the connection is you know, 
Konami was was great friends with Hana. They obviously were in Tokyo Cyber Squad together. That will probably go down as Konami's most memorable run um, in stardom. Yep. And Julia obviously was Hana's last great rival. Um, so these two getting to keep her memory going was really beautiful. Um, and it, it being the way Konami got sent off was nice because you know Konami obviously had to be the one to uh, to put Tokyo Cyber Squad down in in kayfabe. Um, so her getting to pay respects to Hannah in her send off was was one of the nicest ways I think you can say goodbye to to somebody like Konami. And there was even a uh, there was even a, um, a Jungle Kiona reference on there. I yeah. think she tried to do the Muscle Buster at one point. So you know the Konami... Jungle Buster, in fact. Yeah. Um, so like this was just a match where Konami just got to pay tribute to to her former comrades and and send herself off with with you know her emotional moment where she got to she got to do that and I thought that was really nice and obviously you know Julia will always be linked with Hannah so much and it clearly means a lot to her as well um so this was just as far as a match goes like for both of them it was absolutely perfect and uh, if Konami never wrestles again, then she really went out on the best note possible. Yeah, I hope Julia keeps the war braids. I think that she looks incredible with them. Uh, but that's just, you know, that's besides the point. Um, this match, so so first from a, a, like, you know, physical aspect of it, I thought it was very well done. I thought, and uh, I forget, I've, you didn't like the Julia-Konami matches in the past. Did Was it you who didn't like them, or was it somebody else? No, I did. You did okay. Um, well, I I was fine with them, but I think that this match did very something very smart, and that's that Konami uh, did not get challenged in the submission area, whereas because Ju- Julia just sort of went for uh, her bullshit, like she kept to you know the throws and the big boots and the stuff like that, and she wasn't trying to go submission for submission, hold for hold, and I think that was smart because I don't think Julia going hold for hold with Konami is necessarily uh, that interesting um and then like all of the callbacks all of the tcs nods all of the um everything even julia ending the match with a glorious driver which was you know her finish at the time that she was wrestling hana you know she hasn't really used that very often uh since then uh well not since you get what i mean uh i thought everything about that was really really great and as someone who has always felt like wrestling's most important aspect is emotions i thought that this was like one of the better matches this year that i've seen even if like from a from a stance of uh you know pure wrestling and just you know the 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 grappling and all of that it might not be you know up on that level um i think about the impact it had on me because like i didn't really feel like konami leaving until like this match you know what i mean where i'm just like damn like konami's been around since i started watching you know where it's like konami like fucking konami is a part of the police uh with with azumi um you know trying to fuck with natsu um and just beating the shit out of her for being a fucking tyrant like it was like from then till you know her versus hana in the five-star final just you know her versus her matches with Kagetsu that I will never stop writing home about like it it sort of got like stopped because I wasn't that interested in the Oedo Tai Konami but like for these 12 minutes I was reminded that it's like 
this she is a very important wrestler in my journey as a wrestling fan and like this is possibly the last time i watch her you know like a, i watch a live match of hers um and she went out on a bang. She went out with this match. She went out with the Sherry match, two of the best matches she's ever had. Um, and that's saying a lot because, again, I love some of her matches from 2018, 2019. I thought that, you know, she was on another level at that point. And still, she was able to go out with two pay-per-view bangers um, here. And I'm I'm very – it's it's very sad, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it is going to be weird without her around. Even if I wasn't always, like I said, always like the hugest – the biggest konami fan i you know i thought that she went through peaks and valleys she just she was never not around to be konami you know what i mean like it's, it, there's gonna be a big hole missing in the roster and it's really a shame um but yeah great stuff yeah um it's kind of running through my mind it, it doesn't seem like she will be back it, i don't know I get the sense that she wants to come back, but like they don't expect her to because really, I think yeah, it felt like that. this whole thing has felt a lot like a send off, and you know, especially with how they did this match with all the references to to Hannah and all that sort of stuff, it really felt like her getting in everything she could before going, you know. Um, so I don't know. It's it's definitely interesting. I. Like it, it, I think if even if she does come back, it'll be a while. It definitely doesn't seem yeah. like she's just gonna yeah, pop back up in six months' time. Like she is, you know, she's gonna be gone for a bit. Um, Indefinitely, yeah. Yeah. But on the other side of things, you know, this was this was Julia's return. Um, she's somebody who hasn't been around for three-ish months now, and her absence was definitely noticed, and she has announced her return in the biggest way possible. Um, like, this match was everything that made Julia great, you know what I mean? She copied yeah. the, the Hannah match a lot, but that is that is the good side of Julia. And also, she has this amazing new look, you know? I think the dreads look great. I think the, the eye patch is, is a nice addition. Uh, I think her gear was fantastic. She had brand new gear, and it looked really, really nice and really professional. Um yeah. So for her to announce her return with this match was great. Um, and on the other side, yeah, it was just a nice send-off for Konami. And uh, a very emotional roller coaster that I don't think we were all fully expecting, because I don't think I was... Uh, I think I expected that many kind of yeah, no. Hannah TCS references. But as they were going down, it definitely was, was much appreciated. Yeah, 100%. I thought it was... It was great. Um, and... Yeah, it, it literally people were crying, like people I was I was watching the show with, like they were like yeah. they were actually just actively crying, and I started to tear up a little bit at the end, um, just because I was like, man, this is this is weird, you know. The, the tiger, the tiger lily spot was a lot. I think that was yeah, that was yeah. one that was really. And I love the tiger lily as a move. I, yeah. I think like I I love a good package power driver. I feel like the way Hana did it. And the way that, you know, people emulate the way she did it is, like, the coolest way to possibly do it. Where she, like, lifts them up and then throws them. Like, it's like a power bomb almost. But, like, fucking gross. Like, it's the it's such a good move. And it, it means a lot. Uh, and, yeah, it, it was it was a great match. Yeah. And uh, after the match, they did some, some you know, perfunctory speaking. Uh, Rocco was in floods of tears. That was a that was a that's when I started crying. That's when I started yeah. crying. That was yeah. when I saw Rocco. Like, I was just like, man, 
man. Oh, man, I can't do this. You know, like, that, that's when I started to tear up. Oh, yeah. This was I'm rough. glad that her and Rina could be there, though, for, for all that. Yeah. Because obviously they were, they were in Tokyo Cyber Squad as well. Um, yeah. And they were true. obviously affected She's, by everything. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was good that they were there. Um, but yeah, you know, Konami promised to never end. And Julia said, look, I, I hope you come back and let's fight another day. So hopefully we see that someday. Um, the end is never the end. Ooh. The words of my good friend Stanley. Okay. Do you get that reference? No. Stanley Parable? No? Nothing. I had a feeling, but yeah. I didn't know for sure. The tagline was, the end is never the end, the is never ah, the end, is never the end. That's clever. Very clever. Yeah. Um, all right, well, <laughs> after that... Uh... I do explain the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that that one was that one was my fault. Um, yeah, yeah. So the um, the next match on the card was the 10th anniversary Stardom reunion. Uh, this was Takumi Roha and Mayu Iwatani beating Hazuki and Momo Watanabe in just over 15 minutes. Um, I wrote a preview for this show over at uh, Last Word, and while I was researching it, I found out that these four used to be in the same unit. They're in the the high the Heisei gun or the Heisei. Yeah. Uh, the Heisei Army um, or whatever. Heisei um, Army, yeah. Yeah, which is a really... I knew that Mayu and Takumi were in it with Io, but I didn't know that, like, Azumi, Momo, and Hizuki were in it as well. Um, but I, I feel like they were probably... Just I know Azumi was in it. Yeah, well, apparently she was. I don't know for sure. Um, but I definitely know Momo and Hizuki were in it, and uh, Yoshiko yeah. at some point as well. Um, yeah, they used to take pictures. There's, like, a picture of all of them with Yoshiko uh, and Io. Yeah. Um, because of, there's a few pictures of them like hanging out together. Mm. Yeah, so it was definitely like at one point they were all in the same group. Um, so it's you know it's cool that they're all here uh, again. And obviously Takumi debuted at Sumo Hall, so it's it's really nice that she yeah. could be at Stardom's next Sumo Hall show, even though she isn't uh, she isn't on the roster anymore. Um, and Momo debuted against Takumi. Yes, that she did. Yeah, a lot a lot of history lot of... for this one. It's almost um, as if they should have, you know, made it sacred, but, you know. Yeah, unfortunately, this this wasn't the amazing match people expected. Um, even you know, before Alex, the Momo stuff, I don't think it was really hitting on the level people expected it to. Yeah, I think that you need to stop saying this ma- that matches are going to be good. Um, <laughs> because they never, like, like, the same thing happened with, what was it, Kozen versus, was it Stars? Or Stars, Kozen yeah. versus, or not like whatever match it was you're like oh this is definitely gonna be good and it was just it was just like the most okay match ever and same here really like you were like oh this, this hat like it, there's no way it's could it could be bad and then it's just the most mid mid match possible so stop saying yeah. that please okay all right i'll stop jinxing it all but right. keep keep saying that matches are gonna be terrible because um or aren't gonna live up to the hype because utami versus sherry we were both wrong on like we were both like, oh, that that's just gonna it's gonna underperform completely. I thought it was fine, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Like I, I'm glad I wasn't the only one because like when this was over, I was like, is that it? And I think a large part yeah. of it is that Mayu and Takumi were just not interested. <laughs> like they were just there to to, yeah. sm- to just fuck around and have fun. Um, and they weren't really there with their working boots. Um. And the Momo thing just didn't come off as well in a big venue, surrounded by the the talents that she was. Um, definitely think the whole her leaving 
for the finishing stretch definitely took it down a lot because it was just Mayu and Takumi beating on Hazuki, and that isn't fun. Like Hazuki hasn't done. Which Hazuki looked good. Like Hazuki looked fine. Like she she fought off for a good minute and a half, so that was good for her. I guess. Yeah, but, but it was like, why? Know. Like, why are you doing this? Why are they doing yeah, this? No. Like, you're all you're all friends. Like you haven't done anything. Um, and that's obviously yeah, that, was, that, that was my biggest problem with the the finishing stretch was I was like she didn't do anything and you're beating her up two on one and it's just not really can't really get into that. I, I think it was yeah because they they I think they put themselves in a corner where it's like okay Takumi and Mayu obviously want to win um but Hazuki is their friend mm-hmm. at least Mo, at least Mayu's friend like actively their tag team basically uh. So, like, how much do they want to win and how much do they not want to fucking murder their friend? Like, they just decided to go completely on one side um, and completely neglected the context, uh, which, you know, is expected when they do stupid shit, like have yes. Momo and Hazuki do their old Queen's Quest stuff. And then Momo just kicks the shit out of Hazuki and starts evil laughing outside of the ring for five minutes. Yeah, honestly, that was the worst way to do this as well, because, I mean, I never like when heels are just like, oh yeah, I don't care about the match, actually, because if you don't care, then why should I care? That's the biggest yeah. thing. Um, and people might say, oh, well, you know, she ran away, you're meant to hate her. That never happens. Nobody ever responds no. like that unless you're five years old, and uh, nobody watching Stardom is five years old, okay? Uh, nobody's going to think that. This isn't this isn't me watching Randy Orton when I was eight years old. Okay, this is all adults here, um, and it's it, like it's just it tells you that like she doesn't care about the match, so I don't care. Like, why should I care? Um, but also, why didn't Mayu and Hazuki and whatever just go out there and try and beat her up? <laughs> like she was outside. Also, the ring. yeah, like if she like, and that's one thing is that yes, I agree that like heels not wanting to fucking not caring about the match they're in it's very stupid but it would be one thing if she just actually walked away but she was actively evil laughing in the last 90 seconds of the match just in view like if she just walked away at least it would be like okay she just doesn't care but no she she's just ooh, she's crazy and she's evil laughing because her tag team partner is getting her ass beat it's like who cares why do i care like just because she has to do her fucking terrible fucking monologue afterwards and then run away? Just just leave. Mm. It was, oh my god. Like, just the schematics of it. It was just like, if you're gonna do something stupid, at least do something stupid well. You know, like, in a way that, like, isn't actively worse somehow. Yeah. Like, just, uh, it was just... Like I said, Momo was like the the worst part of this entire show, <laughs> and like oh, not all the blame fact. is on Momo. Not all of the blame yeah. is on Momo. I thought the match was just in general not really. It didn't really click, but finish Momo just stupid. somehow That's made it worse. It. Yeah, yeah. It it, it was God. Yeah. And it, it was just like my my you after the match was like so annoyed, and I was like, well, if you were annoyed with her, why did you just not do anything? You know, like that's the stupidest part. Is like she was right there. You can go and fight her. The match will be a DQ whatever like just just fire like i know a way to tie is there so is stars and so is the marvelous crew you're gonna win and oh it was just the best part of this match was when mayu and takumi tried to fix a light that mayu broke that was great i will admit that was great that was Um, great 
Takumi <laughs> apologizing for Mayu. Takumi freaking out. She was like, oh, shit, the wire. <laughs> the wire. Uh, <laughs> that was great. And they actually um, opened, like, the box. And they're like, oh, fuck. What are we doing? <laughs> Making it worse. Yeah. That was oh, so funny. funny. Um, that was a nice way to end after this stupid nonsense. Um, yeah. Yeah. Momo really here uh, came off like a mid-card antagonist. Like, yes. year-end climax, she kind of felt like a star. Um, here... It was like, oh, she's just like an antagonist. Like she isn't important. Okay. Um, also, she she's changing her theme song, which I'm very upset about. Yeah. Because she had that she had a banger, and they they're yeah. changing it. I just I don't know. I, I, sometimes this is all very I don't. Stupid. Sometimes I don't know how they continue to be good when they are very much flying actively the their pants. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. She just got a new theme like a couple of months ago as for her big baby face theme and now they're gonna have to like change it because she's a bad guy now um like how it, how it really this decision yeah it really feels like this got in the way of plans for her because like mm. for the first time ever i feel like not first time ever but first time in like a year and a half i felt like the second half of this year was momo's like path to redemption with the five star and you know the peach bomb and her going to the finals her great tag league run like i felt like oh so she's going to like break out you know she's gonna get back to that point that she was at and i know that i've been very critical of this like completely undyingly and i get that but i actively feel like this was like just a oh well you know things need to work out for the better of the roster and fuck momo at by proxy uh because and that that's how it feels. Like I don't know what they're gonna do going forward. Maybe Momo does come out on on top from this. But I think you're right. It feels like she's just like the mid card, you know, annoying heel. Uh, no, like she she doesn't feel like she's any higher in stature than Kid is, whatsoever. Uh, and Kid isn't a main eventer. Uh, so, you know, like for for better or for worse, she it just doesn't. It it doesn't translate well, in my opinion. Yeah, no, it definitely doesn't, especially like just to this setting, um, especially. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. This this was the only real down point of the show. Um, was just everything surrounding the Momo thing. Like from the minute she bailed on the match, it just took a nosedive. Um, and the match itself wasn't like spectacular up to that point either. So. Um, definitely the only miss, um, as far as I can tell. Um, but, you know, yeah. it seems like maybe we're getting another Stars away to tie thing, or at the very least Mayu versus Momo, um, which is great, I guess. I don't know. I really wish we didn't have to do Stars and away to tie again, but I don't know. <laughs> On to better things. Uh, the next match was yes. the Wonder of Stardom Championship. Saya Kamatani beat Tam Nakano in 22 minutes to become the new under stardom champion um this ended as i had predicted as a lot of people predicted with uh, the phoenix splash and sai kamatani standing tall um well i thought i, I thought somebody was else really... was also standing tall in the in the ring which no <laughs> yeah um but the match itself i thought was great honestly like the it wasn't it didn't feel like it fell into the traps that Tam's defenses usually do. Um, I feel like she 
was explicitly trying to get Saya over and gave Saya a lot of room to do her things, you know, like the uh, top rope reverse Rana, um, the Phoenix Splash, obviously. A lot of stuff like that, like, there was a lot of focus given to Saya by Tam, who was still her usual, you know, hard-hitting self and very, like, I'm giving my all to this. Um, but she didn't go overboard. And um, that's what I think helped this a lot. Like, I thought it was great. And I thought a lot of that was due to Saya getting to what Saya does and Tam not overindulging. Yeah, it felt very natural, um, which I think is one of the issues with Tam matches uh, recently, is that they kind of feel like they're manufactured. This felt like it all made sense and was exactly what should have happened. I felt like this is the ultimate Tam to kind of wipe out match. Um, like, because uh, Unagi wasn't in it, because the only other... Uh, like, I, I thought that she's had good wipeout matches, but I think that uh, this one was probably her best one. Um, also, uh, I was... So I was talking... I was in chat talking about it uh, while we were watching it. That's like, oh, this is... This went the exact same amount of time that their last wipeout match went. 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody was like, damn, this felt way shorter and way better. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, like, you know, like, the exact same amount of time they did so much more with it. And I thought their yeah. wipeout match last time was, you know, solid. I, I didn't dislike it. I know some people did, but I thought it was fine. Um, but I thought this was uh, head and shoulders better than it. Um, one spot that is very, very specific, doesn't really matter that much. It was just sort of like a transition spot almost. But um, Saya did a Chaos Theory teardrop suplex. And I popped so hard for that for no reason. It looked so cool. You know, like the roll through, like the yeah, the, dude. Um, she just you know what you're talking about. Her. That was insane. Yeah. Like that should be that should be a signature. Like just just do like I don't know if like it looked like it was sort of like a a sporadic move that just sort of happened because it was there. But like it was so beautiful. Like teardrop suplexes are so like underutilized because they always look cool, but like nobody really hits them anymore. Uh, I think. I know this is the second uh, Shawn Michaels reference, but I think like he's the only person, uh, like on a high scale that I can think of that has consistently hit teardrop suplexes. Um, obviously, I'm missing some people, but like it's such a good move, such a good move. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I thought overall just really good match. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought Tam ate a lot of fucking bullshit here. Um, like you said, she definitely was trying to put um, Saya over, and I think that is. I think that's where Tam excels. I think Tam, you know, and like after a year of her, you know, ascent to being champion for however long she was champion, I think that for me it's clear that she's at her best when she is losing. Um and occasionally when she, you know, when she gets an underdog victory, I think it's cool, but I think that that Tam is definitely better when she is putting someone over um than she is when she is, you know, winning but that's just me um i don't know maybe that sounds a bit a bit you know like burial but like she has Dolph Ziggler effect no i think you're just maybe focusing on the wrong part like her winning wasn't the problem it was the fact that they felt the need to shoehorn all of her defenses into well yes copying her match with julia more than anything. well if i if i want to go through every single issue i have with tam's title reign i can but i i I just think (laughs) exactly i think one aspect of it is that she's just a better underdog like honestly like i think that's just 
she's yes. better at that. I think most of Kozen is, um, except for Mina. I think Mina should always be on top because I think that she's surprisingly good at it um, at this point. But that's besides the point. And yeah, uh, after the match, nobody enters the ring. And Saya walks out with her head held high. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So after the match. It's so funny, honestly. Go ahead. Unagi Sayaka shows up and she wants the next shot. Um, this was funny. <laughs> I had a very similar yeah. response to Unagi that I did Micah. Remember when Micah showed up uh, to challenge Utami and I was like, go away. Yeah. I did that to Unagi. Um, mostly because I, th- I don't want another Unagi versus Saya match because they've already done that like twice in the last year. Um, in saying that though, Saya didn't fully say yes to, to Unagi, so I don't know if they are actually oh, going to do it. But they very much set it up that Unagi wants this belt. And I think she'll take See, it eventually. But, that's um, the issue. On the first defense. That's the issue, is that, like, I was so annoyed because I'm always... In, like, it's really funny. Like, I know like I know it sounds, like, very uh, egotistical, but it feels like they're doing this just to, like, take a jab at me at this point. Like, that Unagi's entire gimmick is just, like, entering the ring and being like, yeah, I am here. And it's like, I don't want you to be here. <laughs> I don't want you to be here. Stop it. Um, So I think that's really funny. But, yeah, I hope she's the first defense. I hope they don't wait. Because if they wait, then she wins. Um, I don't think she wins if they wait, but maybe they hold it off for, like, a bigger show than Nagoya, you know? Perhaps. Also, we didn't talk about the doubleheader at uh, Budokan. Or is it Budokan or Sumo Hall? Sumo Hall, yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to mention it after, so we can, okay. we can do it then. We'll talk about that later then. Um, yeah, like, Saya as champion is exciting to me. She's she's had a great year. Um, I've said that a lot. Like, she has been one of the more consistent great wrestlers in stardom. And um, she is somebody with a very bright future, so I'm interested to see what this title reign can do for her and what kind of she can do with a variety of opponents. Um, and I think her and Unagi is probably going to be the next main rivalry for this belt, whatever people may feel about that. I think Unagi is definitely in for a big year next year, probably including winning this belt. Um, for now, Ham did a great job in putting over Saya, and she definitely deserves a lot of credit for that. Like They built her up, she built herself up throughout this reign, and she passed that right on to Saya. Yeah, I'm excited to not have to read Twitter threads uh, to understand white belt matches anymore. Um, <laughs> but credit where credit was due. I think Tam Tam deserves a bit of credit. Like even even if I thought the tower was kind of ass for the most part, she definitely she started understanding it after um, a few defenses, and I respect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that the the this was a great climax to her her reign and. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, um, with that, we are on to the climax of another reign. So the main event of this show was the much built to uh, Siri versus Utami Hayashishta rematch from uh, the Tokyo Super Wars. Was it no? No, Tokyo Cinderella. I don't know. The the what Cinderella. What are you saying? Uh, the the show they wrestled on. The five. It was the. It was the Cinderella final. I know that that's not the name of the show, but it was the Cinderella final. Okay, yeah, whatever. Um, so this is the rematch from that. 
Um, that match obviously got five and a half stars. Uh, people outside of the Joshi bubble started to pay attention to Tami and Siri. Uh, I think Stardom has noticeably grown in popularity with, with a lot of the more casual internet fans since then. Um, and this was the long-awaited rematch after months of these two being in limbo. So, you know, was the limbo worth it? Well, before we get to that, I do want to talk about the internet, uh, the modern reality of Utami versus Shuri and of stardom. Uh, Utami versus Shuri was a match, the first one, uh, and I'm, I'm going to hopefully not take too long on this, but the first one was a match that was definitely a match that you want to see live. I was talking to my friends about that. I think knowing that it goes to a draw and then it goes to a draw again um, would take away the impact of it. Uh, but watching it live and watching it unspoiled, especially, was like an incredible experience. Let me preface that. Uh, I think that restarting matches, watching them live or watching them unspoiled and the match restarts after draw is like such an incredible trope. Um, I know we we talk ad nauseum about Harley Saito versus Shinobu Kandori from um, 1990, where they restarted the match, and it was just fucking godlike. Um, so there's that. But also, um, as you said, it sort of gave Stardom an internet notoriety of like the you know work rate fans. It also gave them um, an internet notoriety of the people who hate the Meltzer-type matches um, to now hate Stardom because they've watched one Stardom match, and they, they dislike it now because Utami versus Sherry was not for them. So yeah, it, it both, like, for the the very, uh, you know, terminally online types, it, like, made them hate stardom. But for people who either uh, like Dave Meltzer-type matches or just uh, like re- wrestling, um, it, 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 they like it. it. It's a very weird scenario. But also one that happens very often with uh, underground PR companies. I know that was a weird sidetrack, but I, I just wanted to mention that because that was funny. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so this was oh, so this match was good. That yeah. Um, Hot take. So this was this was the rematch of that, and it was a double title match. Uh, Siri put her SWA belt on the line. Utami had the uh, the world title on the line, obviously because Siri won the five star Grand Prix. She earned the title shot. Um, so, I mean, I I believed that this had a lot of uh, weight behind it because if this under-delivered, it was going to hurt stardom because I don't know about you, but I saw a lot more people interested in this specific pay-per-view than I have any pay-per-view in recent yeah. stardom history. Even that last word, like our preview for this show, did a lot more traction than most stardom previews. And we always rank like top of Google for... for previews of stardom so like they're always there um but this for whatever reason had more traction um so this match needed to deliver and to me on a certain level it did i'm i i I can't lie um like i'm already seeing grapple and stuff like that and even cage match like it is up there as five stars and uh i'll get the cage match rating for you now hold on there for just a second um, yeah, so on Cage Match, it has 9.49 out of 10, just behind Adam Page and Brian yeah. Danielson. Like, that is like 9.49 is really fucking high for, for Cage Match. Um, and so that, this... that Danielson Page match is like being very, very loved by the internet. So yeah. that's saying something. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, 
it's 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 one that's delivered for a lot of people on the expectations and i would agree i don't think it's a, a match of the year contender i don't think it's a five-star match or anything like that i didn't love it to that degree but they delivered on a lot of what they needed to and i thought this was if the first match doesn't live up on rewatch i think this one will i think i could yeah. watch this match yeah, I definitely over and over agree. again but i will never watch their other match again and that just happens to me sometimes with wrestling. I know, and even like video games, like I know, like, okay, you can experience this once and it is the epitome. If you try it again, it won't hit the same way. Um, but I think this is a match that I could rewatch over and over again just because of how they laid it out, just how they went about it. They did subvert our expectations. They didn't go 50 minutes. They didn't go, you know, anything crazy. They just went 35, pretty standard, uh, timed it out really well paced everything really well and just generally delivered a, a match that I think almost anyone can find some enjoyment in. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think that this match is really, really good. Um, I agree that it wasn't, you know, the five star, five and a half star, all that shit, but I think that it did what I like it when main events do. And it made me uh, invest a lot and my heart started beating a little bit. And when my heart starts beating while I'm watching wrestling, that's when I know, obviously my heart's always beating but when 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 i start like you know like getting like uh excited in a in a match that's when i know that's like okay this is like a this is a good match like i'm 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 invested here and i really uh there's few things i like more than feeling invested in wrestling because it it just like it hits so hard um and i think this match just really delivered um i'm happy that we kind of expected it not to because i think that made me more uh appreciative of this match because like i feel like if we were like if we looked at it the way that like a lot of people will have looked at it that's like oh well they had one of the best matches of the year this year so they have to have one that's even better um they'll be disappointed because it wasn't you know like especially if you watch that live like i said this wasn't like on that level but i think if you watched it with the expectation that's like okay it's gonna be hard for them to follow up on that match um, let's see if they can, if they're going to, you know, completely squander it, they're going to blow it. Um, and they didn't. And I think in a way we kind of did not give Shuri and Utami enough credit, uh, by thinking they would completely blow it. Cause, uh, like while I was watching, I was just like, yeah, these motherfuckers just work well together. Like that's just mm -hmm. in singles matches, at least, you know, cause I know some of the tag matches have been kind of, uh, meh, but like in singles matches, they just are not, they don't miss. I, I don't think they do. And I'm very happy that that's the case because this was, again, really great match. I have like a bunch of notes about all of the shit that happened in it. I'm probably not going to get into any of it because there was a lot, but like it just, it was so fucking good. I, I really did enjoy it. Yeah, no, what I loved was that they really paced it out well. Like I remember yes. I tweet this out. I was like, this grappling does not feel like 50 minute grappling. Um, this feels they didn't like stall, which is yeah. so good. And they started to incorporate the big stuff early. Like, they didn't <laughs> wait for a certain point and then go, okay, we're going to escalate now. Like, from very early on, they were throwing in the big moves and things just escalated from there. Um, and that's always a better layout to me for these kind of matches than back-ending everything. And I also don't think they ever reached a peak of the match and then just went, okay, well, we have to stall now. Like, they didn't, they didn't have to do that. They played it perfectly and laid it out very well. Um, and I mean, the finishing stretch was fantastic. Like I thought, you know, 
uh, Siri hitting the island driver and getting the near fall on that. Uh, the really clever ET bomb kick out where you know Tammy's leg was too sore for her to get the cover properly. Um, you know Siri pulling out that fucking one winged angel attempt um, to win. Like it was all really yeah. well done down the stretch and really impactful. Um, and like just generally, everything about the layout was perfect. And you know they. They did a great job at that. I, I wasn't really expecting. I do think they could have improved on it. Um, I don't think Siri used her strikes nearly enough. I can't even remember her hitting any kicks at all. Like, um, there was one notable one, and it was yeah. when she, uh, like Utami was like on the apron, um, mm. or like on the top rope, and Shuri just high kicked her in the face and yeah. knocked her off the top rope. Insane, like complete, like in, like honestly, insane leg, like just flexibility all around and also it just looked really pretty but yeah um sherry did not do a lot of uh strikes which i I, I agree could have been better i did think that sherry uh used submissions very smart um similarly to how she did in the last one but i think they were placed better uh because in the last one it felt like they wrestled for 30 minutes and then she was like okay i'm going to try to submit you um for like the last 10 minutes and here it felt like every few minutes sherry would get in a very like scary submission to the point where it's like, oh, Utami might just lose here, you know. And I, I really like how Shuri um, integrates her submissions in this match. I also thought that uh, you aren't particularly super fine of this, but I think Shuri is just like one of the best um, wrestlers when it comes to openings. Um, so like the first five minutes, like her, like her opening grappling is just like on another level. Um, and you know some might not care about that but like for me i think that they're always fun to watch um at the very least and they aren't like uh bore fests which is very important when it comes to openings um because i can i i respect the amount of just uh sensible uh sensible grappling that she does early on so uh yeah she sherry's great utami's great i i i there's so much to say but i don't know what to say it's wild yeah, see, I think it's hard to to pick out what to go over from a thirty six minute match with so much yeah. happening. Um, I think the main thing is just that overall, it was great, and you had a good time, yeah. um, and you enjoyed all of the elements that go into making a match like this. Um, and I did too. I mean, I, I it's not going to be my match of the year, as I said, and I'm not sure if it's even in my top ten <laughs> for my Might tastes. Be. Might be because, top ten, like, probably like know, eight or nine for me. Yeah, we well, see. Like, I very much it, enjoyed a lot of the uh, the guyism stuff throughout the year, and like yeah. some of the the Mio and Takase stuff. Like, uh, there was a lot of good stuff this year. Um, that this for me, Eddie Kingston also had a great year. So, like, I think some of the Eddie yeah. Kingston matches might have knocked it out of my overall top ten. Uh, I mean, but yeah, I guess. Um, but you know me, I'm a big, I'm a big of Kingston course. Guy. Um, but yeah, no, like it was, it was fantastic. And the, the main thing, they, they proved us wrong. Siri won. Yeah. And I was yeah. so shocked and excited. Like, I'm really happy for her. Like, I was really happy that they did it that way. I was kind of resigned to Tammy winning because I was like, of course she's going to win. Um, but then okay, Siri I have a question won, for I was you. like, oh shit. Yeah. So when did, was it a shock when she got the three? Like when when did yeah. you realize that that Sherry was winning? Like oh, not as, until she as, actually won. As the three was counted, yeah. Dude, I like once. I don't want to say like the exact minute, but I think like twenty five minutes in, I was like, "This is Sherry's match to win." 
Really? Like I was like, this is yeah, like like twenty twenty five minutes. I was like, I don't see Utami winning this. Like I, I don't think she, I don't think she does it. Like I just started seeing like projecting. I was like, I don't, I don't think Utami wins here. And like I was like, obviously, um, you know, hazardous to like feel that way because I was like, well, and like honestly, I'm a bigger Utami guy than most. Um, so I was cool with her retaining. Um, if she did, but like I was like shit i like shuri it feels like shuri's gonna win this match like i like after 25 minutes i was like i think we were wrong and i was wrong uh the supernova Ryuin is what it's called i think ah. uh people were calling it the supernova northern lights drive or not northern lights drive but the supernova flosion uh i don't know if that has like if that's a thing but she calls her emerald flosion Ryuin. so i assume it just is supernova Ryuin. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Cool name. <laughs> or or like a nuclear Ryuin, which I also think is a cool name. Yeah. Overall, just oh my god. And the, the final few minutes was also really good. It I'm excited for what Utami does next. I'm I'm interested in it. I I wonder, because like with Saya being the only champion in Queen's Quest, uh it's an interesting reality that we're at. Uh and yeah, it's Good ass match. After the match, um, Konami, who was on commentary, uh, said that Shuri is the proof that stardom is the uh, top of the Joshi wrestling world. Um, wow. So those are the last words of the show. Um, is that Konami, who is unfortunately leaving, um, believes that stardom is the top of the Joshi wrestling world because Shuri is on top of stardom, and I think that's as much of a of a rub as you can get in this sort of situation yeah um it's it's really insane honestly you know i I said that as well on twitter like i i don't think any of us expected siri to to join and and win the world title um like she's been one of the most consistently great joshi wrestlers for a long time now yeah um but her getting signed and pushed the way she has is a stroke of genius really from stardom because she was just ready made to be the world champion of any major promotion you know what i mean like she is that good she has been 100 percent a wrestler of the year level worker all year um and having her leading your company is is a, a you know a really big positive um for stardom and you know she currently holds three belts like she is basically an eo shirai figure at this stage yeah um and that's fantastic because she is somebody who's talented enough to to back that up you know like there's not many people who can but siri is and siri is somebody that they very smartly went out of their way to sign and pushed push to the moon and uh you know all credit to stardom for doing that um i think definitely it's a good move away from what people thought stardom was because, you know, Stardom got the reputation as they pushed the pretty girls who sell photo books. Siri's their world champion now. I, I don't think Siri's selling photo books. She ain't interested. Like, Siri is just the best goddamn wrestler on the planet, and that's their entire thing here. Um, so, you know, uh, credit to Stardom for, for getting behind her, and I think Konami is right. I don't think any Joshi company uh, can match what Stardom is doing. Um, and especially with Siri leading the charge, like their their big main events, they're just going to keep getting better and attracting more fans. Um, and yeah, you know, 
She might not be the best wrestler in the world. She might not be my favorite, but there's very few better to be a world champion than, than a former UFC fighter and a decade-long veteran. I think the, the best way to put it is that she is a world-class wrestler who is on another level. Thank you. Um, I loved though as well. That's my uh, favorite. That's my favorite nickname of all time, by the way. Oh yeah, a world class wrestler on another level. Like that is yeah. like like it is such a like it's it's not a good nickname whatsoever. Like it's it's a sentence, but it is like just it's just true. Like they're like yeah, she's mm-hmm. a world class wrestler who is on another level. You're just she's just on our level, bro. That's just how it is. <laughs> it's like oh, okay, and it's like yeah, that's that's true. It's true. <laughs> Indeed. Um. um what I liked was that they let her moments sink in. Um, I was expecting a challenger to show up. They didn't do that. Yeah, I'm they very just, happy they, they didn't. Yeah, they gave her, you know, they let her uh, do her promo. She obviously mentioned that, you know, she did this and she was dedicating it to her mother who passed away last year during the, the GP. Um, and, you know, she joined, I believe she joined Stardom so that she could be at the pinnacle of wrestling. And, um, you know, she won the world title here at Sumo Hall, and she got to dedicate that to her mom, and they just gave her the entire moment. You know, they let her, and she went out to Konami, and they had their moment with the belt, and they stayed on, on Siri. They got the, the confetti coming down. It was very much just um, fully saying, this is Siri's moment, and I really appreciate that, because a lot of times in wrestling... You know, people kind of move on from that kind of stuff really quickly. Um, or they go, okay, well, here's what's next. But here they were just like, no, this is Siri's moment. She's earned this and we're sticking with it. And uh, I thought that was great. Yeah, Sherry said something very specific. Uh, let me let me find it really quickly. I know. Uh... Damn, he tweets so much. <laughs> Damn it. He retweets everything. Come on. Just at me next time. Jesus. No, not you. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man, this is this is I know this is scuffed. Uh the show wasn't that long. How does he retweet so much? There it is. Okay. Kickboxing, mixed martial arts, and pro wrestling. I've mastered all three. And in 2022, my my like my red world will begin. Vermilion world, yes. which is just Vermillion. a shade of red. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, kickboxing, MMA, and, and pro wrestling—I've mastered all three. That's a pretty, like, that's pretty fucking dope, honestly. <laughs> like, that's yeah. like, like she she backs up all the shit that she says, and oh. like all the shit she says is so based. It's a let's bit not of talk an about let's not, let's not talk about our UFC. <laughs> yeah, record, I was gonna okay. say her, her her UFC career would say otherwise, but um, you know, let's she made it that. there, which says a lot. Yeah. That's, to be um, fair, so did so did uh, Kevin James, and here comes the boom. So it's it doesn't say too much. That's that's such an American reference you won't even understand it. That, yeah, that's very bad. Um, but listen, Sumo Hall, they knocked it out of the park. Um, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. When Stardom gets out of their way and lets their wrestlers be wrestlers, they're a great company. Um, as the yep. evidence by the fact that everything on this show is amazing, are the one thing that they meddled with. Um. This show did 3,000 fans. They clearly are growing in popularity. And they're testing that big time. <laughs> um, as you said, they're running back-to-back shows at Sumo Hall 
in March. Uh, so I believe it's the Stardom World Climax Day 1 and 2. Yeah. Uh, whatever the fuck that means, I don't know. Um, is That is the shows that's in March. I don't have the exact... What I know it doesn't mean is that it is not going to be live on Stardom World because, uh, fuck you, you should pay $40 every month, you piece of shit. Yeah, all 400 of you bitches. Yeah. Yeah, see that? See that for a reference? I, um, personally was not one of those 400 people because I have a no. friend. I will be next month, but still. Good for you. Um, so yeah, it's March 26th and 27th when they return to, to Sumo Hall for two shows. Um, I'm interested to see how that goes. That is a very ambitious uh, attempt. I mean, they did 3,000 today. Whether they can do 3,000 on both of those shows remains to be seen. I don't think so. That's uh, probably what they're hoping for, something in that region. But we'll have to wait and see how that draws and how they work that with booking like is that going to be a are they going to try and do that the way new japan was wrestle kingdom where siri's going to defend the belt on night one against somebody and then if she wins she defends it on night two against somebody or are they going to have two separate shows that, that are trying to draw um very interested but big sign of um Kind of intent really from stardom that 2022 they're they're looking to continue growing yeah i kind of wish they would just you know like chill out and have a few odor ward shows because i feel like odor ward is like the best environment for them but mm-hmm. uh no they, well, they honestly, don't chill all gas no bricks run, they should run some mahal as much as they can the, the atmosphere yeah. of this venue is fantastic even for the clap crowds like it was, the, yeah. the, the venue was bumping <laughs> like these people were going nuts like it was great um yeah, I I think they should run here as much as they can. Um, but it's getting late. We are almost approaching two hours, so we should probably try and wrap this up. Uh, there's one show to preview. Uh, it's on the 3rd of January. It's the startup award show. It's in the Bell Sal, uh Shinjuku Grand. Before they do the award ceremony, there is a show. Uh, this is four matches long. Uh, in the opener, it is Mina Shirakawa and Waka Skiyama and Lady C taking on Awaito Ties, Starlight Kid, Rocka, and Rina. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Lady C join a faction after this, uh, but I know I've said that. We've been saying that for a while now, so who knows. Um, presumably the Cosmic Angels Lady C to Queen's Quest. Yes. Um, maybe Mina's team will get the win here. I feel like Mina could be somebody's. Yeah. Um, Either way, next... honestly. Yeah. Um, the next match is uh, the Donna Del Mondo team of Siri, Micah, Hameka, and Natsupoi versus the Stars team of Mayu Itani, Hizuki, Koguma, and Hanan. Um, that could really go either way as well. I think DDM probably takes it and pins Hanan. Um, but like Hizuki or Koguma could just roll somebody up either. Yeah. Um, Hanan probably takes the L. But uh, mm-hmm. I could also see it maybe going to a draw. Mm, I don't possibly? know. I think Hanan yeah. probably just takes L. Maybe, yeah. Um, the next match is Utami Hayashishita, Azumi, and Sai Kamatani of Queen's Quest versus Momo Watanabe, Saki Kashima, and Fukigin Death of Uedo Tai. Um, I could see QQ getting one back on uh, Uedo Tai here, probably by pinning Fukigin. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> yeah. They gotta, uh, they gotta you know, make some things happen. Yeah. Uh, in the main event, we have uh, Julia, X, and Double X versus Tam Nakanu, Unagisaka, and Mai Sakurai. So X and Double X are the 
one more masks. Um, assuming they unmask, uh, the leading theory is that they are Tekla, who left Ice Ribbon at the end of last month, and Mariah Mayumi. We know Mariah Mayumi is one of them. Her mask came off. Uh, we've seen her, so we know she's one of them. Uh, the other one is still up in the air, but people do think it's Tekla. Um, I actually way... think it's Tony Storm. Oh, Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> I refrained from making a... I refrained from bringing her up this entire show, and it, it had to happen. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm interested to see how that goes. Um, I have tweet about how funny I think it would be if they just never unmasked and uh, scared the shit out of everybody, even their teammates, but obviously that, that isn't how that's going to go. Um, so, you know... So they we'll... can't keep the mask on for, like, 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see who it is. I mean, we all kind of know, but Stardom sometimes throws something out of the left field. Uh, there's a lot of free agents available, so I mean, XX could be anyone. Like, Mariah is definitely one of them, but the other one could really be just about anyone. Um, so, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Who the see, fuck I, I, came like... up with the idea for the Momo masks? I have no idea. To be honest, like, I don't mind Like, specifically for it. them. Like like no. the like the masks specifically are just so like unique. That's like who who like decided on that? You know what I mean? Like that was like a a effort. Yeah. There. Like it wasn't just like wearing like you know like uh, ski masks or something. Like a creepy pasta like custom made creepy pasta masks. Who like like is Rossi just a real weird like a real like terminally online tumblr dude who loves creepypasta like that would be hilarious actually probably <laughs> um i don't know yeah the ddm team will win here obviously they'll they'll give the the new girls a bit of a rub yeah 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 okay wait who are they um, wrestling against unagi mai and tam yeah uh mai takes it yeah takes the L. Uh, Julia's new render has uh, her her braids and her pirate uh, eye patch, and she looks oh. cool as hell. Um, so hopefully she keeps that look. I don't know if it's cultural appropriation or not for her to have braids. I don't care. It's she not. Looks cool. It, it, yeah, she's so. fine. Okay. Cool. Um, so yeah, she looks great. Hopefully she keeps the braids. Um, and yeah, that's. I think that's it. Um, it's it's been two hours. <laughs> I want to go to bed. You wanna. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Um, you wanna, you wanna give Konami a little bit of a, uh, want, want close the show with a little Konami signage to give it a little bit of respect. Um, sure. Why not? Okay, go ahead. Say your say your gimmick, and then we'll, you know. Say my gimmick. I, I'm lost. The, the believe today. No, do the thing. <sighs> and then believe instead today. of Ijo, we. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. alright. So if you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. The end or Never end. Bye. <laughs> Happy New Year. Oh yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs>
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 